as a socially anxious person, why the fuck did I choose to do this and why did I say yes? Yeah. I've had shows where I've gone up there and I've nearly thrown up before getting up there of nerves. Like it's, for me, I don't think it ever goes away. But yeah. I had to really push myself to pursue this because it's so out of character for me. We were like playing and then they played a chill song and you could literally watch everyone just go to the bar. <laughs> yeah. I remember. And then it was yeah. like, watch this. And they just played like Fisher or something and they all just come running back. And I was like, what the fuck? Where yeah. I'm bouncing off the other person and they're bouncing off and you. And then you climb up on the decks that oh, wall. Yes, you, and <laughs> you climb up on the riser and do all the fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like um, it felt really natural and it felt mm. like you were a part of the party and you created a party. Welcome to everyone watching and welcome guys. Thanks for popping into the flats. <laughs> Been keen to get you guys in for a while and uh, we dodged a bit of, bit of sickness and avoided COVID, but we finally <laughs> made it. How you been? Good. Good. Yeah. Good. On the mend. On the mend. <laughs> that's good. That's good. And a busy, busy month with the festivals back. There's a few big shows in Canberra, both on some of the lineups. How's that been uh, getting back to those bigger shows? Oh, it's actually a little bit stressful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I forgot what it like felt to live like like this. But yeah. yeah. You're used to the small sit-down rooms. Yeah, absolutely. Not the uh, huge crowds. Yeah. At, for example, Groove in the Moon, which you're playing at the end of the month. Yep. So you're looking forward to that? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty stoked. I have um, no idea what direction I want to go in as for music-wise yet. <clears throat> But um, yeah, I'm I'm stoked. <laughs> yeah, and how about you, Haley? You're uh, back in the clubs. Yeah, as yeah, well? yeah. It's been really good. Like, been really different. Like, I feel like every time we come back after a lockdown, it's like so much. Like, so much has changed. Like, when you come back, like music-wise, crowd-wise, and everything like that. So it's just like constantly having to like adapt to like each time we come back. So it's, it's like really interesting. Cause we're at a current point where we've come back and there's been no festivals and we actually don't have a solid know of what's trending at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's really weird. So then we're just like, oh, this sounds cool. Let's just chuck that yeah. in. <laughs> kind of like read the room and <laughs> yeah. see where it goes. But there's, yeah, nothing yet kind of set in stone as to like what's trending in that mainstream room. Yeah, that's interesting. If you're not there every night, uh, you don't, you're not gauging what's working and that sort of thing. Yeah. And so that's the challenge coming yeah. out of those sort of things, yeah. And the same with the festivals, I guess it's a different set to what mm. you do at Fiction where you guys are both residents. So mm. how does that play into it? Do you think you don't know yet, I guess? Yeah. Well, when I um, played my first Groovin, I kind of I had this bit of a sit down with myself and I was like, am I going to play what I normally play in the club or do I want to play what I like? And yeah, it took me a while to kind of navigate and realise the people that are going to come and watch me are the ones that usually watch me on the weekend, but I also kind of want to play a sound that I like. So it's, mm -hmm. it's a really hard thing to get booked as a DJ and then get booked as an artist. It's, mm. yeah. Yeah. Where do you think that's going to go? And not necessarily yeah. with this with this set, but into the future. That's a really interesting question. <laughs> You're um, not sure yet. Yeah, yeah, I kind of want to do a little bit of like... Finding what, your sound still. Yeah, 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 what I like versus kind of what everybody else likes to kind of keep irrelevant, but keep myself happy too. <laughs> and Hayley, you were sort of mentored by Brittany, I think, from yeah. from a program at, at Wolf. That, oh, that good memories. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and 
I caused a bit of trauma. But <laughs> I think <it's> trauma. <laughs> well, you were a tough, uh, tough coach. Oh, no. No, no. I, I didn't think tough, but I think I kind of just, I chucked her in the, the deep end yeah. <laughs> pretty quickly and we just swam through it. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I came in knowing, like, absolutely nothing. And I think it was more just like, a, oh, this is, like, interesting, like, to pick up, like, a new hobby or something like that. And then I think it was, like, the third lesson in, Brittany was like, no, nah, do it again, do it again. So it was, like, perfect. And I was like, oh, shit, she really wants me to get this. Like, and then, um, yeah, then all of a sudden I feel like it, I, like, blinked and then I was, like, in the club. Separate, and I was like, ah! Yeah, I think it was, like, two weeks in or three weeks into lessons or something really quick and we were doing, like, back-to-backs. But I guess that's how I kind of, my experience went. So <laughs> I just... Felt that you, yeah, yeah, yeah true. Because you did the same with. If I can do it, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, it definitely worked. <laughs> <laughs> it was like kind of um, we laid out like uh, you do some lessons and then you kind of get a feel and, you know, Kaylee had this particular type of style and personality and she was just really chill and I remember after meeting her the first lesson I called the general manager of Wolf Lee and I was like, I found, some, <laughs> I found someone and um. Yeah, I'm pretty keen. So we started doing like the back-to-back. So you kind of had a safety net and then... Yeah, that was good. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I loved it. Yeah. And do you think that's kind of half the battle is having the right style and personality for that sort of... To teach someone like that? Because you've, you've done it with a lot of people, I assume. At, yeah. At back when you were doing those wolf um, programs. Yeah. What, what was the key factor, do you think, in someone being a good DJ? Oh, um, definitely just their attitude, <laughs> their yeah. attitude for sure. Yeah. Like you can teach anyone how to DJ at the end of the day, but if they, they've got like a good feel about them, they're respectful and they have that willingness and that drive and the passion, like it's, the rest is pretty much yeah. in their hands. I think, um, mm. in particular with like Hayley, when I met you, I just, I don't know. I was just like, this chick kind of slightly reminds me of me when I was her age at the time. And I was like... Oh my god! <laughs> and yeah. I d- we just kind of like clicked, and it was super chill, and it kind of made it me kind of find a lot easier to work with you on a closer level because yeah, yeah, you're just really cool to have around all the time. So yeah. kind of I was like just happy to be there. <laughs> like I had no idea like doing the lessons that I was going to be asked to play at Wolf. Like I thought mm. I was just going to finish wasn't the lesson. Yeah. No, mm. like I was just doing it for fun, and like I bought like my own little like controller like just to practice at home, just because I was like purely just having so much fun, like, mixing tunes together. And then, like, yeah, Brit's like, do you want to play in the club? And I was like, the fuck? <laughs> I was like, um, well, like, I'm not saying no, like, that's fucking sick. But, um, yeah, and then it just turned into this whole journey. <laughs> this whole journey. Yeah. Two and a half years later, here we are. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. And I guess you're in the same sort of trying to find your sound still as a DJ? Yeah, like I feel like personally for me anyway, a lot of it is like being like, okay, I want to do this, I want to play like this gig or do a festival or something like that. And then like a lot of the time it's just stuff just happens and you're just like, oh, okay, Mm. cool. Like especially like when COVID hit, like all my dreams got crushed (laughs) pretty much. (laughs) I thought it was actually like – pretty disappointing how COVID worked out for Hayley. So we, I think you had your first Saturday at Wolf and it was your first Saturday show. Yeah. Yeah. And like her first solo Saturday and like Wolf had this really cool 
almost like algorithm for new DJs. So you would start off doing the back-to-backs until you're comfortable enough to be able to do a Thursday close. And then once you like mastered that, then you got moved to a Thursday open. And then after that, it was like, cool, you're a part of our residency and you go to a Saturday and it was your first ever Saturday. Yeah. And it's just like, you played and boom, done. <laughs> I, was like, yeah. oh. was, mm. I think I, I played one Saturday and I was filling yeah. in for someone and I went back to back with you for a bit. I was like, I'm not fucking leaving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was um, a really, really crap timing for you. Yeah. Right? And then, yeah, I remember Lee was like, all right, you're on closes. You're like, you're doing Saturday closes, nothing else. And I was like, fuck it. Yeah. Both. Like, yeah. let's go. And then, um, I don't remember if it was you or Lee told me about GTM as well that year. Mm, and I was like, yeah. all right, let's go. It's all happening. <laughs> and then boom, poof, gone. nothing, <laughs> gone. I didn't think I was going to DJ again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was not, not really good timing. Shout out to Lee too. I think he's watching in the comments. Lethal Lee. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to get him on too at some point. Um, he's got some stories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you it can would, tell them better than me. So. <laughs> <laughs> and Wolf at the time, unfortunately, sh- has shut down. And was, I think it was due to COVID, sort of. Partly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but at the time that was that you were doing those programs, it was. It seems like it's fostered a lot of current mm. DJs, like all clubs do, but specifically Wolf seemed to have done it more mm. because of those sort of reaching outreach things and stuff mm. how have you noticed that through working through there and then what's happening today it's um it's really incredible because I see so many different faces that you know I got to see touch the decks for the first time or kind of help through even if they had some knowledge so it's been really cool and yeah it was something really special that we we did at that time mm. like sometimes don't even feel like it's real when I sit back and I see photos, I'm like, I see somebody on the line. I'm just like, oh my god, I, I taught that, <laughs> I taught that person, and they're like killing it. And it's yeah. like, yeah, it's it's incredible. So I was super lucky that I got the opportunity to do that with Wolf. Like, they were awful. Mm. Whenever I because really it was your it. idea, right? To, it was yeah, yeah. So I seen like this little boy busking. He was like nine years of age, and he was like just really cool. And I reached out to his mum and said, can I teach him? And he came up for free at Wolf and it was really cool. We did that for a while and then I was like, no, nah, I want to do this for as many people as possible. So, mm. yeah. It so was, what sort of numbers would have you had through there? Oh, so me and Lee did it at the same time. So he had a massive group and I had a massive group too and then I was doing it through another organisation there as well and doing like tailored to sort of female and, and, and that kind of stuff. So I, I reckon, I think I done about 40-something and I think Lee did close to 30-something wow. too. Yeah. yeah. And they're still around. There's a, a, a bunch of them still doing it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kaylee's my biggest crew <laughs> highlight. <laughs> <laughs> the prodigy. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. It's really exceptional. And um, you said you were still preparing for the, the big uh shows but one coming up is uh the digi culture fest yeah do you know a bit about the story of that or because that's a a local a brand new event yeah yeah and what what kind of is that about do you know so it's um it's basically the the same group that do like a lot of the stuff at 122 and doing the like the events of peggy goo and whatnot at fiction and they're just bringing a more diverse lineup and a bigger lineup to Canberra and making it work. It's incredible. Like I've never seen such left field artists mm. in such a big stage. 
and they're just making it work. Like it's, yeah. it's taken honestly like a lot of balls like do, me doing that if that was me I would freak out but it's just come together so well they've organized it really well and yeah it's going to be really cool music it's going to be really diverse and there's yeah because like Canberra music. hasn't seen anything like this for a long time let alone trying to do it during COVID yeah so mm -hmm. it's going to be really cool to see yeah and everyone check it out if you can this is it this weekend or it's yeah yeah, it's yeah it's Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. Um, What's really cool about it too is that it's not very often as a resident that you get the opportunity yeah. to play you. Yeah. And we've we've kind of been given that opportunity. Which is On Sunday, awesome. yeah. So yeah. we're really keen. I guess the, the music more so in this is more tailored to our personal style opposed to what we get paid to play. So this is really cool for us, yeah. Yeah. So, so what do you mean by that? Like more you, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, go. Yeah, so, go yeah. Uh, I guess I really like melodic and progressive techno and, and house and stuff. So it's not really built for that main room at Fiction. Mm. And it's not very often like I personally get to pay that kind of stuff. And, you know, Kaylee's quite similar as well. Yeah. And like personally, I always love a variety as well. Like I did a warm up for Winston Surf Shirt. So I played like 12 to 1. And like normally that slot is like you're warming up the room. You're fucking bringing it, playing some bangers or whatever. <laughs> But the crowd there, like, it was one of my favourite crowds because they just loved just... Whatever, hey. Just <laughs> chill stuff and they were just getting around it and it was so cool. And it will be cool this weekend as well to sort of share what I like to listen to and like to, you know, groove out to um, personally. So, yeah, it will be really, really cool. I feel like these crowds are just more, in a sense, tolerant to music that they don't know. Yeah. Which is cool. You're not having to play something that they know and keep them going and going with like a vocal they know or mm. yeah, it's it's gonna be pretty cool. <laughs> mm. And you mentioned yeah, I, I, I think it's gonna be I'm gonna try and get down there to film a little bit of it, but we'll see if I can get in. Um but I'm so I'm I'm real keen to see how that festival goes because it's the first one back basically. Yeah. But oh I didn't even think of that. Yeah, it is too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah like it's before Groovin as well, yeah. so that will be will be pretty interesting. I think they they brought out like the map and stuff too, and I was like, oh, it's been a while since I looked at that one. <laughs> and it and it tracks at uh, the race course too. Yeah, there hasn't been a festival there for a while, I don't think. Yeah, but yeah, so very keen to see that. Um, you mentioned before, like it it, it had kind of changed through COVID. That now it's hard to judge what music people are listening to do you think that's a bigger thing that's going on at the moment with the way people are consuming music like it's yeah, such a 100%, diverse yeah. like 100%. sort of scene yeah. like people have such fine-tuned tastes well, to, like, to Spotify well. fine-tuned it's like just TikTok. kids on TikTok <laughs> yeah, yeah literally like TikTok now basically <laughs> runs what is trending in a mainstream nightclub really yeah yeah like after the, this year was the first year that I downloaded TikTok, so I was like, I just, I can't not have it now. That's your research. So yeah, it's got part of it. Yeah, yeah. it's actually quite like, scary. Even <laughs> like I've been on, I don't normally go on TikTok, but I've been just glued to it the past week, just recovering. So I'm just like aimlessly scrolling, and it's crazy how fast you consume so much content, just like in ten minutes, because mm. it all ranges from like what like a couple seconds to like three minutes now, mm. and it's just like crazy and all these like producers as well on there like getting their stuff out and then like even Jack Harlow's first class song 
They mm. like tease that and it's every second video you scroll through, it's his song. So like, I mean, it's, it's a big change for me essentially because when I first started DJing, we didn't even have Spotify. Mm. So it's like quite weird and bizarre coming back and TikTok's just ruling what I can and can't play in a set. Mm. We, you know, when we have all the decks loaded, I generally have a fourth deck of a saver song. So if I play something and it tanks and they hate it, I can just play some TikTok mashup that's <laughs> yeah. trending and be like, come back <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I had um, Ashley Farad on a while ago and he, not in that podcast, but in another conversation I had with him, talked about sort of the business side of mm. um, DJing and working in a club and... I wonder if that is kind of that difference between a U, a U set and doing what's into the club. Yeah. How have you navigated that and you, Haley, is starting out earlier? It's interesting. I, look, <laughs> I've never had to worry pre-COVID about social media. I've always found that pre-COVID your sets dictated how you got booked going forward. Now coming back your social media is your resume and that's mm. the most important part. Realistically, that's what sells you yeah. and that's, it's quite scary. Like, I had someone ask me because like um, I sort of like last year when things were like really busy and stuff, um, like after like dancing like came back for the first time and it was like really crazy, I was making like my own little like posters and stuff and Britt was doing the same and I had someone ask me and they were like, oh, does fiction make those for you? And I was like, are you serious? That'd be yeah. so good, but no, <laughs> yeah. um, like it's crazy how much effort everyone does put in to their own marketing and stuff like that. It's kind of turned into now almost like 50% of the job of DJing in the background is how you present yourself online. Yeah. And it takes away a lot of your time to be able to concentrate on the things that I like personally. Um, yeah, it's it's. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> mm. So what would be sort of, so you're, are you both doing this full time? Yeah. No, no, no. 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 Yeah. This is a, a hobby for me that got a bit out of hand. <laughs> yeah, right. Same. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it does feel it like does. a full time job. <laughs> it could, it, honestly, it, um, I guess back in the day pre COVID, it could have been a full time job. It generated mm. enough money to be a full time job when I open Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Yeah, that's true. But now we just have the Friday, Saturday, so it's it's quite, yeah, it's a bit of a cut. Yeah. A bit yeah. limited now. Yeah, yeah. And so, what would make up your prep for a, a set now? Post depends. Yeah. Depends, depends who it is, who yeah. it is what night it's going to be. Like, yeah. you sort of have to like take in all these factors, what your time slot is, if you're opening, if you're playing right before the artist, if you're headlining like mm. on a Saturday or something or if you're closing and like what kind of night that's going to be like. Like even this Thursday, Easter Thursday, Britt mm -hmm. is playing right before Flavor D. I'm closing after her and it's just like... We wouldn't have normally have a library to support her. So what I guess essentially for that particular set, even like Marlo for me on the... Is Sunday after Digi because they're artists that we don't usually play a lot of their style of music and don't have that prepped. We have to research what they're playing, research their last couple of sets to see what they are playing mm. to know what level we're going to take it before or mm. after so we don't step on toes, yeah. we get the room ready for what they're about to play. Like there's a yeah. lot of prep in that kind of stuff. Whereas yeah, and especially hard when they haven't been playing any festivals. Too. Yeah, yeah. So you can't even look up like their festival sets yeah, or anything because there's just nothing. Yeah, yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, I, I do, I do a quite a bit of that, and 
yeah, kind of go from there. What, it's funny because you would think that a headline at a, a club would be the hardest thing to prep for because you're headlining, but I think they're the easiest. Yep. They're the biggest walk in the park. It's when you're warming up or closing for somebody else yeah. that you need to leave a lot of room from. It's, they're the ones that can take Well, yeah, hours. if you're playing before them, you need to, like, warm up the room for them, let them, like, elevate it. And then when you're closing, you're like, all right, I need to take this, like, times 10 yeah, like, to actually, keep um, everyone. When I'm teaching people, it's probably the hardest concept people wrap their head around is that you don't always get up there and play what you think you're going to play and yeah. that you actually have to set the room up for the next person and your set, if not done correctly, could make or break the sales of that night yeah and adapt as you yeah, go yeah 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 like, i learned so much of that through wolf like i remember like i think it was you or lee that um i was like djing and then um i literally can't remember if it was you or Lee, <laughs> but um whoever it was played like we were like playing and then they played a chill song and you could literally watch everyone just go to the <laughs> bar <laughs> I remember. And then it was yeah. like, watch this. And they just played like Fisher or something and they all just come running back. And I was like, what the? I think when I kind of got taught DJing and what I say a lot to people as well is that you're a puppeteer and that you have to play songs that send people to the bar to bring them back, to not tire them and to keep the girls there dancing. Yeah. But like That's... now as well, if you send them to the bar, they almost walk out the yeah. door. I'm like, <laughs> it's oh. really, it's really scary when you're like, okay, I got to play a chill song, but I can't lose him. And then yeah. you can sometimes it's, it's scary. Cause people you're like, it's now, unnatural yeah. for you to let people walk away from that dance floor, but you, you will tire them out. Yeah. You do have to be very careful. You got to pace the audience. Yeah. 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 Do some TikTok teasing. <laughs> 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 oh yeah. It's interesting. Oh, crazy. Yeah. And, is, so you're not doing it full time. Is it? Would you like to be? Is that the goal? Oh, if I made enough money to be able to DJ <laughs> once or twice a week and live comfortably, yeah. that would be so amazing. <laughs> um, I started training people because I was ready to retire. <laughs> um, and then I had the COVID break and I was like, I don't want to retire yet. But uh, no, I definitely wouldn't want to do it full time. I'm, I'm way too tired now. <laughs> so yeah. what, what keeps you coming back? Oh, oh, that's such a good question. Um, that's a really good question. I think seeing everyone dance and being able to create, that's really cool. Mm. And then actually watching other people that you've taught, even better. When I see you playing, you killing it, I'm like, oh, that's cool. So it would probably be staying around to keep myself relevant, to keep teaching people maybe. But, yeah, I think... Yeah, I keep think, the skills up. Yeah, and, yeah. I think teaching is probably more of what I get the enjoyment out of now because I do like to sleep some weekends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Working the late nights yeah. all the time. Yeah. 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 And how about you, Amy? Oh, um, yeah. Like I'd love to do it full time and like eventually get into like producing. and. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Brit's taught me a few things on like mixes and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, but eventually, you know, like want to you know get into my own way and like I'm I've got a friend that produces but more like R&B sort of stuff and he his dedication is like crazy he will just every afternoon like every weekend he just sits there and he's amazing and I'm just like fuck I do not have that time to like fully (laughs) dedicate yeah um so it would be cool to like eventually have some time to dedicate to that sort of stuff and um hopefully like and make your own dance music like yeah like just 
whatever. Like, <laughs> I feel like my plan this whole time has been having no plan yeah. and just waiting um, until I think something... it's our biggest conversation between the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, we need to sit and sort this out. And you're like, oh, do we? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the best plan is no plan. <laughs> like, a lot of what we do is like, you plan, you plan. But a lot of it is just winging it when you get up there because you could play, like, mm. you could have your set list ready and stuff and everyone could just be like, this nah. is shit. And <laughs> you're like, okay, let's yeah, we're do not doing this, yeah. 180. Let's, you know, work this around. So, but, um, yeah, I'd love to, like, see how far I can go with everything and, like, it'd be cool to, like, travel different places for it and get booked out of the venues, like, far and wide would be pretty cool. Um, but, yeah. That's still probably yeah. a long way away. The, the no plan seems to be working. <laughs> yeah. <for> now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should plan some things, but, you know. And what about your uh, your sort of influences out there? Like um, what what inspired you to get into music and stuff at the start? And is, is there anyone that you look at and like that is sort of the path that I want to take? Well, when I first started, yeah, absolutely. Um, I've always loved Eric Prids. I've mm. loved all of his aliases, his production, his hologram. It's just incredible. That The tech side of that kind of stuff is what really drew me in. I love that kind of stuff. Like even Dead Mouse with his cube. Mm. I was like, that is sick. Mm. Oh, yeah. Your that helmet. Yeah. Like I, I so we can expect something like that at Digi this <laughs> oh, weekend. Oh, that like would be the, unreal. The <laughs> like a Rubik's cube. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, I've always been really into really nerdy tech DJs that yeah. have that, that big production and stuff. Blows me away. And getting away from just the decks, like having all that other... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That, the, the big stuff is... And that, all those other weird electronic shit. Yeah. That, like I know like the one of the favourites I have seen, they're not so much DJs but Hermitude, like yes. how they kind of yep. make the beats a bit more organically. Yeah, for sure. Like is a really cool yep. way to do it but yeah. still having that DJ element. Bicep. Yeah, bicep. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say bicep. <laughs> yeah, bicep. Oh, my God. They are. They do some crazy things. Like I don't know if you've seen any of their bicep live, live streams. I've never heard of They did one um, during like I'll the first. I'll pull it up. We can watch a bit of it. Um, so like, I don't think it's online. Oh. So they literally, you have to pay tickets and they do like a set live stream, but yeah. they prepare this live stream like four months in advance. Like yeah. they practice and like run through and everything like that. And then, so yeah, you like buy tickets to it and then they stream it and it's just like this crazy production, like visually and like it's just them like making the music <laughs> and stuff like on bloody Ableton. I think in lockdown, me and you sat on Zoom and watched it together. Yeah, and every yeah. time we would hear like a sample come through, we would both just shoot up. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. And because yeah, I had a friend like record it like on their screen, like real dodgy and everything, <laughs> um, so we could rewatch it. And it was just like amazing and like just yeah, all the visuals and it's just them two just sitting there, but it's just like. Oh my god! Just get all the emotions euphoria, and yeah. everything, and they've like just got. It's like they have like a drone as well, like flying around them, and then like yeah. all the different visuals. I'm just like, this yeah. is the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah, like, I'd be very keen to see that. They just but took like, live it streams seems like it's only to a whole new level. Got like yeah. boiler room sets here, yeah. And stuff, but um, for sure, it's in, it's incredible. Almost like, yeah, it's euphoric. Mm, and then like they'll so they had their they did their second one. 
and we like all gathered around and then we set up actually like two TVs <laughs> and then one had like a one second delay. So it was like, this would change, this would change. And it was just so crazy. I'm going <laughs> back and forth. We're all recording it like, oh my God, cool. <laughs> it was crazy. But yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like gr- I was going to say growing up. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> being in Wolf, like seeing Brit and like Lee and all the DJs there and it was just like, it was just like the coolest thing ever. It was like, and like Wolf was the place to be. Like if it doesn't matter if you were 18 or bloody 30 or whatever, mm. like you'd see everyone from all different backgrounds and stuff there. Everyone just on the same state of, state of fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, just be so cool. And like being in that room was like amazing, like just the music and you'd hear stuff that you don't know and then that you'd hear stuff that's like still kind of trending. Like I remember when I heard Red Light, Green Light by fucking um, Duke Dumont. I heard oh, yeah, it in yeah. Wolf for the first time. Yeah. After like peaking, going and peaking That might dark. be the point where it like went from into the TikTok era after that song. Oh, I think. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like. That might be the or catalyst. Like that, that even like Tokyo Drift, like that. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I don't know. I'm still lost by the whole. But yeah, yeah. I remember special, yeah. being in Wolf and hearing songs for the first time. That like, it was cool. We had yeah. like there was only a handful of residents on a Saturday, and mm. we would get up there and play back to back all night long. Like you'd get booked for a certain slot, but we would end it up just playing the whole night through, and we would try and outdo each other with new shit. <laughs> And it'd be like cool because you'd be you'd play something and you'd look at the boys and be like, <laughs> you are. <Yeah. laughs> and so, so back to back, that's like one song each. Yeah, or, yeah, like yeah. With a couple of people rather than like doing a whole set. Yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah towards mm. the end, I don't think I played by myself ever. And mm. yeah, it was it was. Cool. And you found that a fun way to do it. Yeah, or, I, or a better way to do it. Yeah, I get into this kind of energy. Where yeah. I'm bouncing off the other person and they're bouncing off you. And then you, you and climb up on the decks at oh, wolf. Yes, you, and you <laughs> climb up on the rider and do all the fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like um, it felt really natural and it felt mm. like you were a part of the party and you created a party and we, we literally would sell out like that. It mm. was cool. Mm. I feel like when I'm by myself, I'm so awkward. So <laughs> being up there by myself, I'm like, all these people are looking at me. <laughs> And then, like, you'll be DJing. I'm like, I wonder if they can see, like, me buffing my feet. <laughs> you like, that looks stupid. <laughs> I don't know. I get I feel really like, awkward by myself. And just like, I feel like that's me when I'm sober. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, should I, um, yeah. am I dancing weird? I don't yeah. know. I'm like, let me just have a few more drinks till I'm just, I don't, I don't care. I'm <laughs> dancing. Yeah. I, just, yeah. I think I'm because I'm getting, like, I am 12 years older than the youngest person in that club now. So I feel so out of place. So it's kind of nice. Going back to back, I forget that they're there and we're just all mm. partying together, I guess. Mm. Yeah. But it's it's kind of interesting that you say, like, you still feel awkward up there. You've been doing it for quite a while. <laughs> and, oh, I and get it's so a very nervous public still. Oh, sort yeah. Of pursuit. Uh, yeah, it's being actually. Being a DJ, so it's. it's every t- how did you fall into that if that. <laughs> oh, man. No, it doesn't get easier. I still. Jumping on a stage. Yeah, I still kind of had had points where I'm walking on stage and I was like, as a socially anxious person, why the fuck did I choose to do this and why did I say yes? Yeah. I've had shows where I've gone up there and I've nearly thrown up before getting up there of nerves. Like it's, for me, I don't think it ever goes away. But I had to really push myself to pursue this because it's so out of character for me. Yeah. And it was just because of the love of the music that pushed you through to try it. Yeah. I like it and... Mm. And it's also the people, even though the people make you nervous, 
yeah. it's still like it's still the people at the end of the day and like they're there for you and the music and yeah. then like you create this whole like atmosphere and then everyone's just like the sickest cunt ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, I kind of like um, I moved. I'm not from Canberra, so I didn't know anyone until I started Same. DJing. Like I, I actually didn't know anyone. Right. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's really cool. You meet a group of people that all mm. share a same common interest. You can have different tastes in music, but it's a different type of connection. Hey. Yeah, like I went to school in Queanbeyan, so when I like turned eighteen and stuff, it was more just like having like those friends and then like we all like you know over into the city and like just exploring that for the first time was crazy I remember like um like hearing everyone's like exam like because my friends that were like 18 before me they were like yeah like Mooseheads is like this crazy <laughs> club and it's got these podiums and there's like poles you dance on it's crazy and I'm like oh my god and then I remember like hearing about Wolf and how that was like all laid out and like I was going to those clubs I was like, the actually, like, it's actually not as crazy as, like, they told me. But, like, it's more like your night's there and the memories you need to make. Like, not, like, yeah. what the venue looks like or anything mm. like that. Yeah. Um, well, venues come and go, but yeah, there's still always people looking to go out and have fun every yeah. night. Yeah, no 100%. Except for COVID, but no matter <laughs> what, like, there's always going to be people out there. Yeah. And keen to hear new music. Sure, well, maybe yeah. maybe not now you're saying it, but <laughs> hear music they hear on TikTok. I think it's... Yeah. Um, they just want new remixes. <laughs> well, I think, honestly, I feel that once we open up and establish for a while, we will have the trust in the people to be able to mm. play a more diverse set. It's just at the moment why they're building the trust within the venue. Because there's been times yeah. that at Wolf when we've changed management and changed mm. directions and stuff, where we've had to go back to core roots and play stuff that we know is safe until we gain that rapport mm. and have that audience come through every weekend. It's it's quite interesting. And then, like, as much as, like, I forget it even as well, um, Canberra's, like, a big uni town yeah. as well. Yeah. And then, like, we just had, like, two of the, our biggest unis just, like, get rid of all their students, yeah. like, international students as well. And then, like... They're only just slowly coming back. I don't even think uni's at full. I know, yeah. O week swing. used to be a lot of planning at Wolf. I don't think I've done an O week at, yeah. at Fiction, but that, that was a lot of planning would go into that because we would have to set a really good prime example. We would all get together mm. as DJs and be like, this is what we're doing, this is what we're selling, this is who we're booking this weekend, this is what we need from you. And we would all get together and input on that because it was so important. Mm. To be mm. able to O weeks were them. like the biggest weeks because you've mm. come off like Christmas and New Year's. And it's sort of like, yeah, like summer, some people go away, whatever. Mm. But when all the uni students come back and everyone's back home, it's like crazy town. Mm. But it's not. And it's all the new the new people to town that end up going out in that O week, not really your, your staples that come through every weekend. So yeah. you can't even read the crowd and be like, oh, yeah, they come through last weekend. I know they're like this and like that. They're like, oh, brand new. So it's like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, as yeah. in that, that detail of your your noticing who's in yeah, to, and the regulars and yeah. judging by that what you play next. 100%, yeah. I, I mean, especially at Wolf because it was a smaller room, you knew your group. So it's, there was a element of we would market ourselves as being quite personalised at Wolf. So we would get to know our people and it was expected that we mm. did. So you would know what they like. You would see a group come in and 100% would tailor it to them and then to the other group and, yeah. It gave them a sense of ownership too mm. of the venue, the yeah. people that would come through because mm. they were like, 
we know the DJs or we will drink with them or all that kind of stuff. It was really smart. Yeah. So you think that was unique to the, yeah. that, to Wolf at that time? That was just a yeah. deliberate thing, yeah. They even did like <laughs> the, the like school yearbook and there would be like Mr and Mrs Wolf. I remember one year <laughs> they gave away crowns to the two like people that would be so – I know it was The crash. most booze heads. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like it, it was interesting. It was like a, this massive culture where it's like you got queen. Wolf was like so much more intimate and like so much more sense of like community mm. than like I've never seen so many tattoos running around with a club logo in my life. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, really? so true. Yeah, it was. It was. Imagine people with like fiction tattoos. <laughs> I mean, I reckon there would be a couple out there. Yeah. You reckon? Yeah, for sure. There's I, I definitely some moose heads. Oh, it's unreal. <laughs> Maybe like pre two thousand. People get married in moose heads. Like people <laughs> get engaged there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do it for the thrill of it, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> when, you awesome. when your favourite song comes on. I think actually it's been the over. longest standing club in Canberra, Mooseheads. Yeah. When it that probably would be. Yeah. I reckon it would be. I'm going to die before that place shuts down. I reckon so too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the cockroach of yeah. Canberra. Yeah. That's unreal. I mean, you've got to take your hat off to them. That must be hard. Really, yeah. if you think about it. Like. How many clubs I've seen come and go in Canberra mm. and it just never, yeah. Well, you know, songs just don't really hit like high school musical remixes yeah, do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So we're not going to get a moose head set anytime <laughs> soon from you guys? I mean, I was 18. <laughs> I reckon, I don't know. I've been through it. <laughs> I reckon. But I was going I when they played like Core and like Flume. We're, I mean... Maybe it was a Friday, but I remember like, oh, yeah, I was looking back on videos and I was like, is, is that cool? I was yeah. like listening and I was like, what the heck? Honestly, though, the DJs at Mooseheads, especially downstairs, that must be the hardest job. I couldn't mix that. I, it, I physically and couldn't it'd be mix it and make it the rowdiest crowd ever. Yeah. There's like, there must be a lot of hard work that goes into that because I, yeah. I couldn't mix it. And like, they do longer, they do longer yeah. sets, wouldn't they? And it's not, it's not, the music's not built to mix. Like no, really? they're all completely yeah. separate pop songs and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. like there's like no intros, there's vocals everywhere. Like mm, that's it, true. There's a craft in that. Like I've turned <laughs> my hat off to them. I physically do not have the talent to be able to do downstairs moves. Yeah, I should get that on t-shirt. I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> don't have the talent. To do <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just don't think I could handle that crowd. Yeah, like I've I've been that crowd. I've been in there. At like I don't want to go back, man. I don't think I could handle that that wolf crowd when we had the oh yeah true the, the decks opened up and the whole yeah people coming behind you so like oh yeah. when there was that outdoor area yeah. sort yeah. of yeah and they like knocked down the the glass bit so it was like you in this little box and just everyone piled around you and I remember playing and people would touch you and pull you and you're just like oh I remember when like <laughs> please leave me alone and then like no one would know if it's like is that what we're doing tonight or are we not doing that? Yeah, because like, sometimes I'll close it off. Yeah. Yeah. The first person would just test the waters. Yeah. 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 They get ripped off. Yeah. As much as I loved it, I, I don't think I could, after doing that big break in COVID. It's big boiler room vibes yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how they do those sets where there's literally people just like leaning over. And, oh, and they're, and so they're so patient. Kaylee's first set. I remember this guy like literally went and scratched the... That wasn't a first set because I was we all playing together. Yeah. Wait. 
But wasn't it the first time that we did a back-to-back? Oh. And I think he touched the jog yep. wheel while, while she, like, brought up another song, threw and the then, song out, and, and I was, was like, like, oh, I went, I lost it. I was so angry. I was yeah. like, why would you? It was good, though. But yeah, yeah, it is. It, it is. was fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. well, well, on on that, those moments, what are those sort of memories that stand out um, through the Ooh. time of, like, the big sets or the big uh, the supports or... Okay, Those well, sort of things. wolf memories, you don't remember much. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Just like a good feeling. <laughs> I mean, good sets. But there, was, there was this one time I met this guy on like the internet and he just moved to Canberra and he's like, I play the saxophone. And I was like, cool, bring it to the club. <laughs> he's and like, I didn't yeah, think bet. he would. <laughs> and he did. And I was like, oh, fuck, okay. And it was cool. He just plugged it in and he started playing his saxophone no on the DJ riser over my set. He was like, I was playing like Lola's theme and he was just like banging it out. And I was like, this is cool. Mm. I was so wow. scared. I was like, I'm in so much fucking trouble. I, just, I was like, <laughs> just come and do it. And he did. And I was like, oh no. But it, it worked out so yeah. well. It's like yeah. Tim Trumpet vibes. Yeah. But if someone like cool. had thought of that idea found someone to do it, organise it, it wouldn't have been as magical. No way. I think I was more shocked than everybody <laughs> yeah. else. Yeah, it went off. It was really cool. That was um, a special one. And wow. Yeah. What happened to him? He I just, think he moved. He just left. Yeah. yeah, he just came through town randomly. He's I one, think one night. He's a saxo yeah. guy now. I think, he, I think he was in the army, so he like relocated here and now he's like... Re- but I, he used to do this kind of work, like playing the saxophone over the top of DJs in another place. And he just meant it. And I was like, yeah, cool, just come. Maybe we should play the saxophone next. I can't do that. <laughs> I, could, I could try. I mean, yeah. It'd take a minute. <laughs> yeah, that would be Why cool. Not? I think um, any back-to-back with Lee was pretty magical. Oh, the master. Yeah, yeah. He would always take it in such different directions and I'd be like, fuck, I did not prep for this. Yeah. He'd be really cool. He pushed me out of my comfort zone, actually. Like when I first started playing, I just played house and I would hate to push the BPM and change mm. the genre. Like, I'll do heaps of different subs of house. Lee's, but Lee's like two different BPMs yeah, makes so it he, work. He <laughs> would like just change it up. And I was like, I can't. And he'd be like, nah, you, you can't. You, and he would make it. me. He literally would make me mix all these different BPMs. And it was cool because I got more comfortable with it. But yeah, um, yeah God, he's, he's really pushed me out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Watching Lee mix is like, it's like art. Yeah. I'm he can like, get to like this real big state of flow. Yeah. Where like he, he, know, he knows the song so well think, as well. Uh, yeah, I think because he, he just, I don't know, it's like, it honestly feels like he's not even trying, but you hear it and you're just like, fuck, I did not hear you do that. How? Like, he's just, yeah, he's, he's pretty cool. Yeah. Dick yeah. swinging. Yeah. Hard. He's interesting. Yeah. I remember like just the Saturdays at Wolf were just like magical. Mm. Magical. Because like you, you all ended up at the same place, but like the journey was so different to get there. Mm. Oh, another actually pretty memorable moment was closing for Claptone on the first birthday mm. of Fiction. That was cool. Did Claptone, didn't he open the club? Yeah. Or did he do first birthday? No, nah, it was a, the first, oh, sorry, not the first birthday. Yeah, That's the, what the I was thinking. Night, I was like, yeah, the open night. Oh, the first night. Of, yeah. You played the first night. Yeah, close oh. after Claptone. Wow. That's yeah. wild. Yeah, I was so scared. <laughs> I was like, who keeps trusting me with this shit? <laughs> I'll never get And then uh, I know a couple of years before, um, Frank messaged me and he's like, yeah, do you want to come and play Chinese Laundry in Sydney? And I was like, yes, for sure. I love that venue. 
to get there. And I was like, who the fuck trusts me with this? <laughs> and why do I keep agreeing to it? Like, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I think that's something on my. You're the goat in Canberra. We have had this conversation before when you have imposter syndrome and it's mm. really hard to get rid of. <laughs> yeah. like you will, I don't know if everyone's like this, but sometimes yeah. you kind of just feel like you don't belong up there and you're just like, I'm not a. Like, <laughs> who am I? I'm not experienced enough to be doing <laughs> yeah. this. And then you kind of look back and you're like, oh, no, like, I'm good. I remember I said to Kayla, yeah. I was like, you'll have a moment of realisation one day where you'll be sitting drunk in a cubicle at the bathroom and you'll be like, oh, yeah, like, I'm, I'm playing tonight and I actually, like, I'm good. <laughs> and then, like, you'll have a night and you're just like, oh, I just can't. Like, I feel it's like you definitely have, like, good sets. Like, I think, like, maybe, like, early last year. Was like it was because it was like purely so busy, and we had like what's so not, and like mm. Adam and No and stuff. Like even like everyone turned up for Adam and No, which yeah. I was like fucking both she's because cool. she's just such a wolf memory for me. Like yeah, three oh three yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So um, oh, yeah. it's interesting when you say wolf um memories for you because I know we kind so of have a separate yeah era of wolf. Yeah. So it's actually quite interesting because I mean. Wolf memories for me, and when I first started going there, they're like my core memories, and like I can't let go of like this track here is such a wolf track for me. Mm. And it's interesting when you say like the the three three stuff because I think I'm like, oh yeah, like that was a really big error. Yeah, that first impact's so important, hey, because it, yeah. it's what sticks no matter how long you go through or play that venue. That yeah, yeah. I oh, know. I wish I was born like ten years earlier, <laughs> just because like. I feel like being, like, I'm not saying I'm, like, I'm not, like, 18 or anything now, but, like, being so young, going out and, like, obviously pre-COVID when everything was, like, popping off and everything was so different, it was just, like, I just wish I got to experience more. Yeah, and, and your like, music taste has progressed yeah, a lot more so to what I grew up on. I and don't I don't know whether that's a little bit, like, did I push it? And, like, I don't know much, what like, my don't music know. taste is. Like, 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 I'll show you really old school, dirty bird yeah. tech house and tracks like, like Pride to Fisher and all that kind of mass-produced shit that clogged that market. And you're like, yeah, this is this is really cool. And I'm like, yeah, we used to play this on a Saturday headline. You're like, oh, man, like, yeah. it's interesting. Like, I wish I got to experience that. Yeah, she's got, she's got really – I think that probably helped as well with the whole mentoring and stuff. Like, she's got really cool taste in music. Mm. And, like, um, I mean, when you first started playing, you're like, I like this and I like that. But the minute that I'd show you something a little bit different, you'd be like, no, I really fucking <laughs> yeah, like that. And I'm like, yeah, this is Like chucking my USB over my cool. shoulder. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, I think because I didn't really grow up with a heavy electronic dance music, mm. like, sort of background, really. Like, I don't know. Just, like, I didn't really, like, bro- like Brody, my older sibling, he never really... I think, like, he showed me Skrillex Mm -hmm. and, like, I loved Skrillex and I was, like, in year eight or something (laughs) and I was, like, yes, like, this is cool. I think, like, just little moments like that but never really, like, um, like, I feel like I knew people that were, like, going to festivals, like, in high school and stuff. I'm, like, what the fuck? Like, I was just studying. (laughs) I I was playing netball and studying. We, um... Yeah, I was like, I went to this festival in 2009. She was like, I was eight. (laughs) (laughs) I know, it makes me so sad, like, looking back. (laughs) Like, looking back 
And I'm just like, man, I just wanted, I want to experience like all these festivals, like the golden era. Yeah, like I just really just miss that ship. Like, yeah. Oh, I mean, music always comes around in trends and waves, which is mm. cool. It'll come back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super interesting. Yeah, and I feel like music now. It's just like, yeah, like the whole TikTok thing. Like, if it's not trending on TikTok, no one knows it. And I wonder if that's like a, a yeah. You know, finish your thought. I actually, literally yeah. was just thinking, there is a complete flip to that though. So when we say TikTok is trending music, that's just in more so in that mainstream yeah club. Yeah. There's actually a really cool scene in Canberra that is complete polar opposite to that. Mm, that's so true. Yeah, and that's that's always been there. Don't get me wrong, but it's mm. never been as big as what I can see it. At the moment, since I've been DJing in the last six years. So yeah. it's it's built up. I know prior to me DJing, it was really massive and then it fell off. But it's cool to see that come back through and there's mm. a lot of people in Canberra pushing to make that happen. Yeah, mm. 100%. Uh, yeah. It's definitely out there. But what, what I was going to say was that maybe it's a, a victim of Canberra being kind of smaller. We don't yeah. have the clubs that can yeah. sustain yeah. that sort of niche yeah. uh, sound. Whereas you go to Sydney and... Um, you might have that smaller venue, but mm. they can fill it with those regulars that like that specific mm, absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. I wonder what you think the state of the the scene, the, the club scene in Canberra is, and what it kind of needs. Oh, got an answer straight away for this one. Um, when Fiction shut down for renovations, they had it closed mm. off, and just this little tiny rave cave with a massive hallway where the bar was, and I got to play the coolest, darkest stuff that wasn't underground but wasn't commercial. Mm. We actually don't have that in between. Mm. Exactly. Smaller size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's not quite underground enough to play at a door for anything like mm. that, but it's not commercial enough to hit that main stage. Yeah. And I think that's what Wolf was back back in the day. Yeah. When I first started playing there and before Academy shut, that's what Wolf was. But mm. it has to be a fine balance between, I guess, what Wolf was prior to Academy shutting to what it was after. It needs to have a fine balance of both to be able to sustain. But, yeah, mm. that, that for me is probably what's missing. What so do you... What, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't say, like, I know any sort of club scene well enough. Like, or even, like, not even club scene, just music scene, like Sydney, Melbourne and stuff. And I think that's something I definitely want to explore a bit more personally and sort of figure out their nightlife and figure out what works down there and, like, what can we bring that works elsewhere to here. Have you have you ever been out in Sydney? I've been out once since, like, twice, I think. <gasps> oh so, like, my God, I, I still have so much exploring I know, to do. I forget like, how young you are. I actually forget how young you are sometimes. Well, that's, like, I turned 21 and then COVID hit. Yeah. So like, what you do? Oh, my God. Yeah. You kind of miss Sydney's prime as well. Yeah. yeah. Chinese laundry yeah. was like. Yeah, that was a bucket list. But yeah. Oh, man. It was um, probably my favourite. Just got caught up in Wolf every weekend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I kind of liked Wolf because it had elements of that. The same. That smaller, dirtier room almost. Yeah. Mm. More intimate, a bit darker. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I only, I've only been to one club in Melbourne, but it was like 
insane. <laughs> yeah, Melbourne's amazing. Melbourne's amazing. And yeah. I don't even think it was like I just we were just following one of our mates, like friend of a friend, and we were just following her so blind. She was like, okay, maybe this place. <laughs> like, all right. And we're all just like absolute rat bags at this point. And um, it was so cool. I always forget the name, but I'm sure I can find it somewhere. I always do. <laughs> and um, But like you walk in and they you pay entry and they give you Monopoly money, oh. like, like a dollar Monopoly money and like a wristband. And then you walk in and it's like this neon red bar and then like – it's like all leafy and stuff like on the on the roof and stuff and it feels like a festival stage like, I felt like it was like a spilt milk like off, um, off to the side like and I was like what the fuck and then you go into another room and you give them the monopoly money and they give you a mask mask to put on and oh I had one God. that was like melty ice creams there's like all these pool toys in there and I'm like what is this place yeah, like I cool. never want to leave and then there was like another room where it was like a kitchen like wallpaper and stuff and it was just like heavy techno and I was like I think that when I say I like <laughs> really nerdy tech DJs it's all that kind of quirkiness to me yeah that has always pulled me in like I don't even think I care about the style of music but if you've got something that point of difference like I'm in even it mm. res that she yeah. does like that mid-tempo stuff and she has the swirly glasses like I don't love mid-tempo but I'll sit there and I'll watch her live stream just because I'm mesmerised mm. by like her level of detail and that, yeah. that like that monopoly money and that kind of stuff that I'm instantly pulling into that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, like this is such cool. a gimmick, but like yeah. <laughs> the, the, bigger, the bigger sort of show around the DJing and yeah, yeah. the venue. Yeah, yeah it's sure. just like the whole experience, like just a bit of yeah, fun and like, yeah. 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 I'm yeah, like, oh, better get some pool toys, bring back to the wall. We used to, we used to. Yeah, I remember that toys. photo. Little flamingo vibe. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that's something, like, I do really miss, like, just playing to, like, a small, Weird. sweaty room. Yeah. And, like, just don't know what's going to happen next and yeah, don't know where you are anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but, yeah, just being able to, like, play stuff to people that are just there just to experience music mm. not just to like have this because I feel like even like comparing it to fiction fiction feels like a much bigger production yeah the cool thing about that and its size is that it can pull so many names that no other club in Canberra would be able to yeah and have been able to pull it's like, such a good venue to oh yeah get internationals yeah everything in which is amazing and that mm. was I, like Wolf's downfall it's like the the capacity what did never enable us to be able to do anything like that mm. so we're pretty lucky to have it yeah and like you can only squeeze so many people in wolf yeah. oh yes <laughs> yeah like mr wolf after a spilt milk or like oh it was disgusting oh my god <laughs> it was disgusting i remember like yeah the last spilt milk the line to wolf went around the corner and like went around to like reload i don't think i came out of the back room that whole night I couldn't have. No, you wouldn't have. <laughs> you were running around like a headless chook. I don't know what you were doing, but you were busy doing something. I think, I think everyone came back, didn't they? All the artists. Yeah, yeah like um, Dom Dollar. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, like Golden Features. Yeah. Chumba Boys were there. I think everyone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just remember keep having to walk people back into the, the venue. <laughs> Like, are these persons here? Who? Yeah, this person, people like, like messaging like crazy, and you're like, I need to try and get this person. Yeah. I was like, leave, leave, like. <laughs> Vera Blue, like, it's all, like, um, you know, golden features or, like, 
I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it was I remember cool. Lee just turning to me, being like, "All right, I need like six beers and a bottle of vodka," and I was like, "Me, you're me, <laughs> okay?" Because <laughs> I was like still pretty new. Like, oh, like I was DJing there for a while, but I was like, "All right, uh, I well, just didn't be like, I only listen to Lee, and I don't know. Like, <laughs> Lee's the top of the hierarchy, really. So I was like, I'll do anything this man says. And then so I like go to the bar, and like the bar people like have probably seen me, but like didn't really like know me or who I was or anything and I was like oh yeah Lee just wants some six beers and a bottle of vodka and they were like Lee said that and I'm like I'm not trying to like swindle you guys out of (laughs) it the amount of times that would happen people that's crazy like people would be like um Brit could you do you want to like let this person hear your your boyfriend's here and I was like I don't don't have a boyfriend I'm like, oh my god! They'll be like, you know, your cousin's here, and I'll be like, oh, who? Like, the people would be like, trick, yeah. <laughs> Brit said that she wants a, you know, this drink, and and they would, yeah. It got to a point where it's like, it would happen all the time. Well, yeah. Well, like a bowl of vodka and six beers, I can't even carry that. <laughs> Some guy from Bateman's Bay closed one night. Well, because he just said that he he got told to jump on. Yeah, I, I'll full <laughs> never forget it. Fuck yeah, it. I'll never forget it. I mean, Lee were like, who is that bloke? <laughs> Oi, I hate that joke, eh? I was like, yeah, it would have, like, yeah, people. Was yeah. he good? Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? You know what? You know what? I remember finding, like, who he was and then, like, looking up his um, Facebook DJ page. And I remember, like, in his highlight in his bio, he said, like, he'd, he'd like, closed the book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being like, yeah, you well, did. He's not, ro- he's not lying. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. <laughs> oh, the memories. The spontaneous. Fucking hell. Yeah, people would like literally try. And, and Lee's like, wait, that's not your mate. <laughs> yeah. That, that's not one of the rising stars guys. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened to the DJ? Did he boot him off? Or like, you just, yeah. Yeah. I guess if he's out there, call into the show and we'll get him on. Reunited. I'd love to have a chat. <laughs> Find out your ways of persuasion. <laughs> like, yeah. you got a real talent there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> so real. good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for popping in. Uh, very keen to see uh, the next few months shows and good luck with the yeah. with the big crowds and getting back out there. But uh, people can catch you tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At Ooh, <laughs> And, um, yeah, something's playing in the back. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, we better wrap it up because there's something going on next door. But, yeah, (laughs) thank thank you so much, guys. That's all right. uh, Enjoy the rest of the week. Thanks for having us.